What's up, y'all? Welcome back to a special bonus episode. Um, it's, it's only fair to get the reactions and from uh, Sola, Steve, and unfortunately not Phil. But so we get Sola and Steve on their uh, their trades. Uh, we all we all got to uh, give our feedback in that first part of the episode. So uh, let's uh, let's hear from Steve. Steve, what's going on, man? Welcome. What's up, guys? I'm good. Uh, Steve, you made the first trade of the <laughs> of the of the year. Let's you, go. You, you knocked the first domino down. Um, you know, heading into week four, uh, you decided to change it up a bit. You had a very interesting trade. You uh, traded with Phil. Uh, you traded your boy. I did. Tyreek Hill. I did. That had to, that had to hurt. Um, in return, <laughs> you got Jonathan Taylor, and our you know a running back that you desperately needed, and uh, Tom Brady. So uh, walk us through your your uh, thought process here with this trade. Um, first off, did you get a chance to listen to everyone's um, reaction in that first uh, episode that was dropped earlier? Yeah, I did. I did. I, I listened to everybody's uh, everybody's take. And it was it was everybody had a pretty respectable take. I get where everyone's coming from. Um, I mean, I was pretty surprised because this this offer happened, I think, Wednesday morning while I was like during my lunch break. And actually, I was like maybe 10 minutes. Bef- it was like 10 minutes before I had to get back to work. And I saw the offer after Phil texted me. And initially, I was like, oh, man, I got to hit accept. But Wait, hold up. Phil sent that offer. Yeah, Phil sent that offer. Oh, okay. that that yeah, that this... is a little bit surprising to me as well, Sola. I thought yeah. it would have been another <laughs> yeah, way around. I thought, I thought, I thought that was sent that offer. Yeah. No, no, he he sent the offer, and I didn't see it. So he texted me. He's like, "Oh, yo, check your phone. Let me know what you think about that offer." And he sent me like a really bad offer, like maybe week one, <laughs> that I kind of just like brushed off. So you know, opening up my phone like Wednesday afternoon, I was like, "Oh man, let's see what he's got." All right, and, well, 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 before yeah. you continue, don't tease us. We, we got we to know this trade. What was the offer? <laughs> Word. Air it out. Oh, oh. Right. oh, you want to know the week one offer? Yeah, yeah how bad it out. <laughs> Oh, shit. Um, damn, you know what? It was so bad, I actually screenshotted just in case Phil fucking came at me in <laughs> midseason and started talking shit. I honestly can't remember it, but, uh, yo, I cannot remember it for, like, the life of me right now it's uh, just um it'll be like really- it'll be in your email if you if you can check it real quick but i mean it's a, yeah it's a- i mean as i talk to you guys <laughs> i kind of scroll through my photos and see if i could um you know bring that up really quick but yeah so wednesday um he hit me up with that trade and i was like oh and i was like shocked like i i initially i wanted to hit the accept button right away but i didn't want to act too quick because i didn't <laughs> want to make a mistake but so, yeah, I, I told him I'll get back to him after work. And, you know, honestly, after he made that offer, I could not focus on work. Like, I did not do shit for the next, like, like hour. So I was just, like, looking up stuff, like, on the side. And, you know, it didn't – it was, like, a fair trade. It was, like, really – it was pretty fair in my in my eyes. You know what I mean? Like, I had a really tough time. Like, I, initially, I told him, like, oh, I wasn't feeling it. Most likely not, but I'll look into it just out of, like, respect. And – yeah, it was super close, you know what I mean? But, like, I think maybe, like, less than an hour later, I told him I was going to hit him up after work, but less than an hour later, I just hit the accept button and just said, fuck you, let's just, let's just do this. Like, it's a real. I thought it was a really, really good proposal. Um, I mean, if you like Tyreek Hill and you want to go, and he wanted to go after his boy, like, or his, his player that he wanted. So, 
you know, I mean, it, I mean, that was my second round pick. Um, I have like an affinity with Tyree Kill just because he like won me. He's been on my team. I think the two years that I won my champion, my um, you know, my championships. So, like, I wanted Tyreek on my team. So it was kind of hard parting with him, but I thought it was a really dope trade. Like, I, I feel like we both didn't really. I thought I thought it was really even. You know what I'm saying? I I I know like some people thought. I know Christian and some other people thought that, you know, I was winning out with Taylor. And, yeah, like, Taylor, I think, is projected to score more points and is more valuable as a player just because, you know, how scarce RBs are and how hard it is to come by an RB1. But, yeah, man, I, I think it was pretty fair. But, yeah, I'm really happy that trade went down. I'm pretty happy that Taylor's on my squad now. Okay. So, wow, that, that that's really interesting. I thought it was the other way around if I had a guess. I would have thought you were – chasing for that you know running back one that you could secure for the future for the long for the rest of the season because you don't really have that so i I am interested in that um that phil was the one that actually hit you up and uh, i think you know the consensus was that you won the trade uh based off of everyone talking yesterday it's uh if i recall correctly Uh, mainly because tyreek hill they they're they're not sold on his uh, production because he's quote unquote boom robust um, as a player, and they just felt like Jonathan Taylor was a better value. So, do you have anything uh, to quickly um, say against again about that? A value look. I mean, a player's it doesn't matter where you drafted a player in the draft, right? Like their performance and their projection is obviously going to change once the season starts, right? Like just because you drafted a guy in the first or second round doesn't mean that he's not worth a third or fourth round pick later on you know what i mean so i mean you're just you're just drafting the beginning of the season just based off of speculation you know but just really quick i actually found the uh the trade that phil initially offered me and actually was for tyreek hill he was after tyreek hill and um he offered me christian kirk joshua kelly and Tom Brady. Oh my God! And basically, I told him to fucking take a hike with that shit. But I, yeah. I would have been so disrespected that I, I was. Have even I was like this trade. I was this really insulted, dude. <laughs> Wait, what week did he offer that? Was that after week one or like before week? Um, let's see. It was proposed September eighteenth, so maybe that was like week two. Yeah, so that's after week one at the minimum. Yeah, after week one for sure. All right, so um, how do you yeah. feel going forward with uh, your new RB1? And uh, how how big of a factor was Tom Brady in this trade? Was this that was that just a throw-in for you? Or was that, like, maybe the, you know, pushed it over the edge for, oh, yeah, I'm definitely accepting this trade? I mean, Tom, Tom I mean, he could have offered me Taylor for Tyreek straight up. Uh, I think I still would have taken it. I mean, I don't really... I don't want to say, I don't want to say I don't care much for Brady, but you know me like I like to stream QBs. I feel like QB performance is kind of you know you could find production on waivers, you know. So yeah, um, I mean Tom Brady does have a good schedule. Um, I don't think they have a really great rushing ground attack. If anything, I think they were going to move the ball through the air if they were going to score any points. So Tom Brady seems all right. Um, I think he was just more of a throw-in, though. Okay, that's interesting. Uh, which I, which I would assume because I know, like you said, you're on that QB uh, streaming wave. Uh, so that's why I was a little surprised with Tom Brady. 
so just out of curiosity, I got to ask. I want to see if maybe um, he, he, you overpaid a bit in the sense of, for instance, if he offered you Jonathan Taylor or uh, for uh, – oh, actually, no, that's not a fair question. That would have to go to Phil. All right, so um, – I mean that's 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 your view. I thought I think you got a good trade. Um, yeah, I mean Solo. What do you think about it? Yep, I was just about to bring Solo in oh, as yeah. well. Um, but yeah, I think it was a good trade. You got your RB one. Um, Solo, what are your thoughts about this? Yeah, I I do understand the reasoning, all the explanations on both sides. Um, you know, looking at Tyreek Hill, I do think, which I don't know if Stephen would have been like, would have said yes to this. I do think Phil would have been better off getting... I'm not saying Tariq, Tariq Hill is not great. Like, he's a great player. But, like, if you look at his stats, okay, week one, uh, five five catches, 46 yards. Week two, 599. Week three, 577. Mm-hmm. Like, um, bam, he's getting... Fi- he's catching about five times. Like, his, his games are, like, high because he had a touchdown... At each three games, like how many times is that, is that gonna happen? Like he has a touchdown in every game. I mean, yeah, one game he had eleven targets, so that that's great. But that game, like that against the Charger game, that went in overtime, so we all know that. Right, six targets against Houston and six against Baltimore. Like, if not for the touchdowns, you know, who knows? My my thing is like, you know, I'm I, I don't I I assume Tom Brady. Oh, Tom Brady was Phil's backup, so it's a little. You know, he has some room to spare with that. But, you know, I do think Phil, like everybody was saying, Phil needed to upgrade. I personally probably would have asked for Allen Robinson instead, especially with the Nick Foles starting now. Mm. Um, and I, I feel like his outlook is is high now with, yeah. with Nick Foles there. Like, this Nick Foles' first game, this guy he starts killing. Ten catches, 100-something yards, a touchdown. I'm like, okay. That's right. But at the end of the day, just to interject there, that it's still Nick Foles, right? He, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm I a big believer in Nick Foles, so. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's okay. I think um, – but if I'm going to pick, I'm I'm taking the guy in the, the, with the highest octane offense in the NFL right now and with Patrick Mahomes throwing the ball. So I would take my six, seven targets a game. With Mahomes throwing it to me, yeah. and and I'm the one of the fastest guys in the league, um, catching the ball and going with it. Yeah, and you know also you got to take in the fact that Tyreek gets the ball out the backfield maybe um, a couple times a game. I know yeah. which one he didn't, but he got two carries last week and he had a carry the week before. So th- those all add up. Um, so. It's not just out the backfield though. Like, I mean, a big part of but big reason why I kind of was hesitant to, t- to trade Tyreek. I mean, mm-hmm. that, it's not only because, like, Mahomes is throwing the ball to him, but he's actually ran out the slot, like, 60% of the time out of all his routes. So he's getting, like, really high, efficient catches. So, like, all this, like, talk about, oh, he's, you know, super inefficient. He's going to be boom or bust. I think that's a whole load of crap. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, just because you've seen that in the past and that's how you can really, like, you know, kind of characterize him to be this type of player, but that's just really not the case as far as the first three weeks go, you know? So I think he has the capacity to be productive, you know, as long as he gets the targets, as long as he's running out the slot, like he can be that wide receiver one. So, you know, I think uh, there's like, 
high optim high optimism with Tyreek. I don't think you know you, we should all like brush off and say, oh, Tyreek wasn't a good like that. Phil lost out on this trade, you know. And I mean, there's concerns with with Taylor too. You know, Hines is there. Uh, Jonathan Wilkins was a thing in garbage time against the Jets, you know. So like Taylor could lose pass catching, you know, duties to Hines. You know, what I mean, Hines could be at the goal line at times instead of Taylor. You know what I'm saying? So I think there's like a give and take in that sense. So, yeah. All right. Uh, don't, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying like straight up, okay, yeah, Phil lost the deal. I mean, he gave yeah. up his, his backup quarterback, which I don't know how many times he would start Brady over Rodgers. If I'm not, I don't know if I, I can't even remember off my head, but did Phil, like, was Rodgers drafted before Brady or after? But No, he took Brady high. Yeah, he exactly. He took Brady high. I but then he took Brady, Brady in the sixth. Yeah, and then Brady ended up being his backup because Rodgers was producing so well. So he ended up, you know, giving a backup running back. And like you guys are saying in the other podcast, like, I don't feel – definitely should have traded like sooner obviously about somebody said that he trade he was trying after week two or something like that so yeah, I think he was I mean, yeah, yeah that's understandable because like yo he has way too many running backs to not have good receipt he doesn't have he didn't have a single good receiver because <laughs> well, you know you guys know I, i'm low on ju- juju so yeah i know that I don't think he had a good receiver on his team, so he needed to make a trade for receiving. Getting Tyreek Ty- Tyree Hill, it, it, it's it's great. So, uh, and let me ask, if I can, Gabron, let me ask Stephen two questions. Mm-hmm. If would you do this trade if it was Julio or Allen Robinson instead of Tyreek? I I would have traded. I think either way. You know, I, I I was stacked at wide receivers. No matter which receiver I traded, I still think I was going to have, like, two, like three top ten wide receivers potentially. So I really could have gone for anyone. I think Taylor's value. I mean, um, somebody in the podcast kind of said it. You know, if Mac wasn't uh, a part of this backfield in the beginning of the season, you know, Taylor could have been taken, like, top five, kind of like how Saquon was taken, like, top five in his rookie season. Um, that was Christian, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, somebody, yeah, Christian said that. And so, um, you know, it's not to say, you know, it was like that outrageous, that big of a point differential, like in 2017 or 2016, when Tyreek like popped off, like he was like the third highest scoring fantasy player above like all the stud RBs. So that could be Tyreek this year. You know what I'm saying? And so, it's not – I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, just because I drafted him in the back of – or, like, second round doesn't mean it's not worth just because Taylor was drafted in the first round. I mean, everyone's everyone's fantasy value changes, when, like, in the middle of the season, you know? So, that's, that's my take on that. Yeah, 100%. Um, so, to wrap this up, I do want to hear your final thoughts, Solo, though. Uh, if you had to put a definite um, statement on it, who won this trade for you? Was it Steven or was it Phil? Can't okay. Can I can I say toss up if I, <laughs> or no? No, you can't. <laughs> mm, all right. So we'll we'll note it that you think it's you know even. But if you had to, yeah, okay. if you had if, to, pick, if I had to choose it, I choose Steven. Okay, and yeah. it, it's because he came away with an RB one. Uh, yeah, yeah, he came an RB one, and also I mean Steven likes streaming quarterbacks, and I know he likes doing that. I personally 
cannot do that. So, and I do think Tom Brady's a server probably be better than, you know, more reliable than most of the guys he can trust on the waiver wire. Eh, that's debatable, but that's that's yeah. a that's a combo for another day. Let's yeah. move on to you guys. Um, speaking of quarterbacks, you sent Matthew Stafford and Kenny Galladay <laughs> to Steven for Mike Davis, Terry McLaurin, and Alexander Madison, who will be your handcuff for uh, Dalvin Cook. I want to start off with uh, you here, Sola. As you heard, mm-hmm. as you heard the podcast, everyone for the most part, except your your blood brother Ola, was on was against you, right? Everyone said you lost this lost this uh, deal. By... Well, Chris is on my side too. Who? Chris. No, Chris. Chris, I don't believe so. I think uh, there was one other person. I, I think Christian. I think Christian was in the middle, but um, but for the most part, I think it was given. Everyone was leaning towards Stephen winning this, and the reasoning was because, uh, you know, Mike Davis is a temporary play. Galladay's better than um McLaurin when healthy, mm-hmm. and you're just getting a handcuff. So first, before you kind of address those, um, thoughts. What was your thought process uh, in this trade, and who who initiated it? Was it you, or did Steven initiate this trade? All right. So it was Steven who initiated the trade. Um, he hit me up, and let me let me let me look at our conversation because I want <laughs> an accurate depiction <laughs> of our conversation. Don't give out the. I won't give out everything. Just just just. <laughs> Pretty much what we were talking about, like the the nitty gritty stuff, kind of stuff. All right, so let me see, let me see where I have it. Make sure I scroll. Yeah, all right. So Stephen hit me up. I was at work. I was actually in the office, you know, chilling, chilling <laughs> the <last laughs> office with my last computer. And I see this. Um, I see a, te- a message from Stephen. He's like, "Check out that offer, Sola. And let me know what you think." I'm like, "Oh, okay." I get a trade offer. I'm a little surprised because yeah, I'll be hating on my trade. So I didn't think anyone offered me a trade. <laughs> so he's so I'm like, okay, I look at the trade. So it was initially um McLaurin and Davis, Mike Davis by themselves, uh for who who what was Galladay. Yeah, for Galladay. Just two a two for one. So initially it was just them too for um Galladay. Galladay. And I was like, okay, you I got about your player already. Yeah, man. I really like that. <laughs> I mean, as you guys were talking about, my team is injury ravaged. I lost Sutton for the whole year. Um DJ Chark had the chest in. I don't I don't even know where that came from. I'm starting fucking Frank Gore as my flex. I started him like three weeks or something. I mean, he's been awful. Like, I mean, he he runs well, but the Jets stink, so he's not doing anything. KJ Hamler, like, who is that guy? Jonah Smith, Smith has COVID. Like, my team is is just looking like you know a little depleted. And I'm Jonah has COVID. No, I was I was I was just joking. <laughs> that's not that's not a funny joke. So come on. Okay. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry that's a little inappropriate. So I'm like, okay. All right, so I need to improve somewhat, like whether you've been, even if it's a couple weeks. And let me just do say this: like I do think um, McCaffrey is not gonna be back as soon as they claim he is. I do think he's gonna miss a couple more weeks, 
So I do think I can have Mike um, Davis in for a little longer. So, so I'm what, like, what, what is your expectation for Mike Davis? Do you think you're going to have him for a month or longer? Yeah, about. I I do. I think I believe I could have him for about a month. To be honest. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I was what what made me skeptical about the trade though is that we were facing each other. So I'm like, okay, how do you trade? with someone you're facing that just seems counterintuitive. I don't want him to make his team better. And he shouldn't want to make my team better. Especially because Tarek McLaurin, who the receiver I will get, is playing the Ravens. And I and because Haskins stinks, even though my brother may say otherwise. <laughs> he stinks. <laughs> I, I, I can't trust McLaurin against the Ravens' uh, defense. Okay. But, so, yeah. What was the biggest part of this trade then for you, uh, receive, getting this trade? Um, is that you're going to get a potential RB1 for four weeks or that you're getting a combo of Terry McLaurin that you that could kind of replicate uh, Galladay's numbers and you're also getting the handcuff to Dalvin Cook um, as your kind of safety net? What, so, what's so, like, so originally, like, like I was saying, Madison wasn't in the trade. Like, so I was debating about the trade in the first place. And I was telling Steven, I don't even know if I'll do it. Like, I got to think about it. Then he threw in Madison and said he'll take Stafford too. And I'm like, okay, now I'm kind of sold because I hated when he took Madison in, in the draft initially. Cause I'm like, okay, I, I don't have the handcuff for cook and y'all say cook gets hurt a lot. I mean, he does get hurt. So I'm like, okay. I don't think I can pass this by. So if I do lose Dalvin Cook, I'll have his handcuff, and I don't really lose an RB1, kind of. So I'm like, okay, I, I don't know if I can pass up this deal. And and in terms of just the McLaurin and Mike Davis, I'm like, I need the depth. I need the depth. Okay. So, so Madison was... You know what plans I have for, you know, these guys in the future. Uh, I'm not going to divulge that information on the podcast, but who knows? It could right. be plans for these guys in the future. Oh, okay. Look out for that. Uh, so last <laughs> question for you, me, before I move on to Steven. Uh, did, how, how much of a factor was Ken, Kenny Galladay's uh, hamstring? Uh, did that issue factor into this trade? Oh. Did, it, did it factor into anything at all? Oh, abso- absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I, I do think if Kenny Galladay never had the hamstring, maybe it was fully healthy. Probably the initial trade offer that Steven made to me, I might have said no. I probably would have said no straight up or like just not done it. Um, but the fact that he is hobbled, I'm a, I am a little worried because my history with injuries and stuff. I'm like, yeah, I don't think I can <laughs> risk him just re-hurting himself and me being out of my second round and third round pick. Okay, so the the injury played a major part, a uh, major part part of that. Um, <laughs> yeah, not part. <laughs> All right, thanks, Solo. Thanks for that. Uh, me, so, can I, can I just read? Let me just <laughs> read this text that my brother sent me after I made the trade because this is funny, and I heard him refer to that. He was like, you raped that guy. Wow, I almost beatled so quick. OMG. <laughs> what are your thoughts about that? Your own your own brother vetoed it because he thought you were getting too good. How, how do you feel about that? Well, he said he almost. Yeah, that's what I mean. But like, how do you feel about him almost vetoing that? Because you I were was, too... 
I told him, I was like, yo, nah, I, it, it's, it's really fair. Like, I guess he's kind of looking at it how I looked at it too. Maybe he does believe that Mike Davis will uh, like have the job for like m- more than a month or something. But I mean, if, if you really think about it, like in the long church, I'm getting two backups. That's exactly it. That's yeah. that's the issue that everyone was bringing up. Yeah. But um, but yeah, I would have, I would have, I guess it's really competitive in that um household with you guys. He would have vetoed because you were getting too good. <laughs> but uh, Stephen, uh, you're getting this yes. uh, so-called quote or unquote hobble <laughs> Kenny Galladay. Um, so you made this trade after sending your boy Tyreek out. You secured your RB one. We all know you dropped, you you emptied the bank out on Mike Davis, and then a week later, uh, you're trading him away. So how much of a factor did trading Tyreek Hill play into this, uh, or did it not really play a factor at all, and was Kenny Galladay maybe someone you were targeting uh, the whole, uh, you know, the whole time? Uh, yeah, so what happened was after I made the trade, I made the initial trade with Phil, I realized I had to start. Um, I think three RBs potentially. I had James Robinson, I had Mike Davis and Mike Davis and um and Jonathan Taylor. And I mean that's a solid start, but that really kind of got me thinking, you know, hey, how else can I let's just like keep this like momentum going with like I feel like I made a pretty big trade and I kind of wanted to just like continue maybe changing up my starting lineup. So I you know, and I didn't feel really good about McLaurin. I mean, McLaurin, well, for this week particularly, just because he was going against Baltimore, didn't feel good that I was going against Sola, who had Galladay. And I was just looking at, really, me facing Galladay this week. And I would I would have much rather had Galladay. So, really, I just tried to, you know, see what would have worked. And I saw, you know, Sola was kind of hurting at the flex, starting Frank Gore. So, I was like, you know what, let's make something happen. And, um, yeah, like Sola said, I, I offered him... Mike Davis and McLaurin for Galladay. I think majority of the people in this league would probably agree that, you know, they think Galladay's better just because Stafford's under center. Uh, just like more touchdown equity coming from Galladay, you know, just like a huge red red zone threat, you know. So, um, you know, so I thought it made sense to throw Mike Davis in. I mean, depending upon how much better you thought Galladay was, I think it's really close between those two. Um you know, I mean, their A dot is essentially about the same. It's kind of in and around like 10 yards per catch. You know what I'm saying? So they're pretty similar players. You know, they get they could get high targets. I mean, you could even say McLaurin gets more targets um, than Galdi just because, you know, there's Hawkinson and uh, Marvin Jones in that um, on that team. I think Nick brought that up, which is a really good point. And um, so I think it was really close. I mean, Mike Davis was really just to you know, entice and just kind of as a respectable move um, for the offer, you know, to really just entice Sola to just like, you know, click the accept button like by today. Cause I was like really pushing Sola, you know, to try to get this trade done. Cause I, you know, I had issues in the past where trade, um, I guess transactions like didn't go through like five days later or like went through like the day after Sunday you know what I'm saying? So I wasn't too sure how that worked out. I probably should have looked that up before, but I was pressing solo like really hard um, <laughs> to get to click that accept button, like <laughs> like maybe 30 minutes after. Because I I told you I made that decision with uh, Phil really quick, and um, but yeah. So whether or not how much better you think Galde is than McLaurin, I think that kind of made up 
with the Mike Davis trade. I mean, Mike Davis was usable, is at least usable for the next three weeks, potentially even more. I do think I may, I, I think Ola to a certain extent is probably right that I probably overpaid for Galladay and Stafford, but I think it was it was a little bit more than more to it than that. I mean, really this trade, I mean, again, it was tricky because I'm going against Ola this week. So if we made this trade, I think I really wanted to try and beat Sola low key. <laughs> um, but it was, it was honestly, it's still like really fair. I mean, he's getting Mike Davis this week against the Cardinals. You know, he does have to play McLaurin against the Ravens. I mean, they're probably going to line like Jimmy Smith or Marlon Humphreys against them. So he's going to have like a really tough time. And just like, you know, Redskins overall, I mean, the Washington team has a tough time overall. So, yeah, I mean, I think the Galladay matchup is a little bit better. Still a tough matchup against Marshawn Lattimore. But, um, I mean, again, they're they're so similar. You know what I mean? They're, on, they're like, they have, like, really bad defense. They're on a team. They're on teams that have really bad defenses. They can't move the ball on the ground, right? These Both of these teams are going to throw. So it's really whether you're not Stafford, you want Stafford throwing to you or Haskins. You know, so it's really close. And, again... Um, you know, I, I made the move for Stafford after because I thought in order, I thought it was a really good chance for me to at least try to beat Sola this week. If I had Stafford and Galladay, like just pairing a quarterback with a wide receiver is just like, it's just going to give you a higher potential for scoring more points, especially if both of them, if Galladay goes off, then Stafford's going to have a good day. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. I, so, I know you like that duo. Um, yes. So I think on a week to week basis, it just it just made so much sense that I was I'd be able to start Stafford and Galladay for the rest of the season, especially being like 0 three. Like I really need some wins, you know, so I, I really reached for Stafford there. And so, you know, now that I proposed that, you know, I threw I threw Madison in there um, as like an act of good faith, I guess you can say. And just like, again, as an incentive for Solo to just like really get this trade done before this week because i mean it's a pretty even matchup between the two of us right um i don't know what do you think Sola? like it's i think you you feel better with gal did you feel better with galday and starting frank gore or starting mclaurin and mike davis i mean yeah like you know like our um our discussions I did. I w- originally I wasn't gonna like trade with you and wait till next week. Like, remember, like I was telling you about that. I was like, yeah, I'm not trying to give you players that would beat me initially. So, but then I was like, okay, at the end of the day, you're right. I would start probably have started uh, Frank Gore. Unfortunately, maybe had started Frank Gore at the flex. I, I think he, I I thought he had a good matchup. He is three point five. In the since in the third quarter, so maybe I would I would have been wrong, but then you know, I would have been upset about <laughs> upset about that. But then yeah. I yeah. then I'm like, okay, I can Mike uh, Mike Davis does has a good matchup Cardinals, um, and then I'm getting Terry McLaurin. Although Terry McLaurin has a tough matchup, I do think he will get the volume yes needed to you know probably overcome a bad matchup. So yeah. At the end of the day, uh, I do think I have play. I do think I will get players that could uh, beat you in the long run. And also, I would not have traded Matt Stafford if you did not throw in <laughs> um, Madison. <laughs> so, 
Yeah, I mean, the window for me to get Galladay, I think, was, like, within this week. Because I didn't want Galladay to pop off and have a big day. Then it would have been, like, virtually impossible. And then especially if I went down 0-4, um, you know, I wouldn't have – I mean, I'd be – I'd still be pretty confident that I can come back and make it into playoffs. But, you know, that wouldn't be a great feeling. So, really, I just really try to push. So, yeah, some people could say I, you know, solo went out. That's fine. But I got who I wanted. You know, and so just out of respect, like I, I threw those guys in there. I mean, Sola got what he wanted. I think we're both pretty happy with the outcome here. So yeah, it sounds like it. Um, and just to allude to kind of wrap up what you guys were saying, actually, um, this is this this trade was surprising to me because, and you guys just alluded to, alluded to it earlier that this isn't something you guys normally do. That's not a normal trade Sola would do, like how he mentioned um, that he's facing you. And he did the trade. Normally, Sola, when I saw that you guys were facing each other, I was like, wow. No, like, that doesn't sound like something Sola would do. And then also, you trading for quarterbacks, that's that, you know, and a Christian back-to-back trades, that was really eye-raising to me. Um, so that's why I thought it was really interesting. But I, I'm happy you guys, you know, made the moves and uh, making, making sure. the adjustments to try and better your team. Um, now, my main question is, who's uh, who's lasting on your roster longer if you have not already dropped one of them? Is it going to be Tom Brady and Matt Stafford? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, so, yeah, that kind of just, like, I did not expect. Oh, man, yeah, I mean, it's really possible I might drop one of them. But, honestly, they have really good schedules. And I kind of looked at it when I initially proposed for Stafford. Like, the day Stafford has bad or hard matchups uh brady has good matchups so i mean i'd much rather prefer Brady starting brady if god wins back i mean they're playing the chargers who actually still look pretty good um probably gonna start stafford this week so yeah but i'm probably just gonna interchange between the two of those and really just focus on streaming tight ends this year i mean i've been doing a pretty shitty job streaming qbs for the past three weeks so i think you know some stability there uh, would be good for me and wow. help me get some wins. The yeah. change of faith and Steven, the change <laughs> of philosophy, who would have thought? Yeah. But, uh, that's fantasy, yeah. man. It's a, it's a, an evolving, you know, type of uh, curve. And yeah, you got to adapt. It's a week to week thing. All right, guys. Yeah. Well, uh, thanks for hopping on. Uh, Can I ask yeah. one question real quick? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I, I just want since since Steven's here, yeah, Steven, would yo if I had said no to McLaurin and if you threw in another receiver, would you have said no to the trade in general or no? Or threw in another receiver, like you offering another receiver? No, like you changing McLaurin to another guy. So like an Allen Robinson or Julio. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I. I specifically wanted to depart away from McLaurin. I mean, McLaurin is a good player. They're I'm not saying players. he's not, but I, I'm just saying if 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 you would have been, um, if you would have, oh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know now, huh? <laughs> oh, okay. Um, actually, I have one more question before we end it. Uh, any of these trades that you were making, these players involved, were any were there any other offers on the table? Were there any other p- possible moves um, regarding these players that someone might have missed out on, or you you just went with the better deal? Oh, you know what? I should mention um, before I made the the trade with Phil and Sola. Ola 
reached out to me and tried Ooh. to come after McLaurin. And we had, we had a good discussion. <laughs> I don't mean to... I don't know if this is... I don't know if Ola's is going to be mad that I'm, like, bringing this up. I don't think nah, it's a big deal. Nah, we airing it out. We like... airing everything out. <laughs> so, um, I mean, there was some trade discussions. I'm just going to say that Ola did reach out to me and tried to... Uh, I want yeah. I want specifics, Steve. I need specifics. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. I'm I'm gonna break right now. And so, um, yeah. So the initial trade that Ola offered me uh, was DJ for McLaurin straight up, and this was before week three. And you know, I I heard that laugh, Gavron. <laughs> no, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it was it, it's somewhat fair. It's it was intriguing. I had to think about it. I'm just I I understand David Johnson's a good pass catcher. I just there's just so many heads in Houston and the ball is spread around so much that I didn't feel like they really needed to dump off to David Johnson. So like that, you know, Ter- I like Ola would have been winning in that trade if I just traded him straight. So I actually tried to reach for Kenyon Drake. You know, which he wasn't having a lot of, you know what I mean? Um, I mean, Kenyon Drake has been splitting touches a little bit with uh, Chase Edmonds, and he's kind of been, like, okay now that we saw him, like, week three. And Tyler you know, so Murray's I, running the ball, you know, more than, than the, those guys. So Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, that would have been more fair to me. Obviously, Ola felt that that was a little bit too much for him. So, and you know, inevitably so. Like, we just, like, you know, just decided to just kind of wait. And... Yeah, I mean, once, I mean, yeah, everything just happened so fast. I really should have maybe honored, like, the waiting part for Ola. So, sorry, Ola. But uh, nah, the, mean... whole, the whole thing with, you know, Phil and so and, and the trade with Sola just, like, happened so fast. It just um, kind of just went out of control there. So, but, yeah, I mean, uh, I think that kind of leaves trades open to Ola and Sola between Ola and Sola you know what I mean so we'll see what what happens between those two all right they've had deals in the past well, thanks so. for spilling that gossip yeah screw that deal I I love it I love it <laughs> um I, this that's that's the benefit yep. so listen to these podcasts right you're getting you're getting some inside scoops all right so thanks guys uh best of luck this week <laughs> in your matchup I'm that, that I'm definitely going to be playing playing a really close eye to that because now there's a lot you know there's a lot at stake there's a lot of interesting scenarios what if i didn't do this trade what if you know what if i did that instead so it's gonna be yeah it's gonna be really fun yeah for real all right well good luck guys and uh i'll see you guys on later in another podcast in the future all right right, take care